0: Just Me, a place to be me, where you get to experience life, life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of Just Me. I am really excited about today's episode where we get to talk about how do past relationships show up in the present? And really, we're going to be looking at trauma, like childhood trauma and adult trauma. How do they show up in the relationships that we are in right now? So we're going to just elaborate on what is trauma here, just to get us started.
2: So when it comes to past trauma, based upon Wikipedia, past trauma is often described described as serious, Adverse experiences. So once again, it's often described as serious adverse experiences. So when we look at past trauma, some of those experiences may be neglect, abandonment, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, and sociological impacts that can have negative lasting effects on your health and well-being. So those are some of the experiences that people encounter that are considered trauma. And if you have not dealt with those experiences, they will show up in your present relationships, even though these are situations that have happened in the past. And and I think that's what
1: a lot of us, and I say including myself, that out of the things that you start mentioning, and this is going to be a sensitive topic, so everyone that's listening, you know, Some of the things that we're going to say might trigger some events that might have happened in um, your past or you might even be currently going through them right now. But again, this is just a platform for us to discuss those things and kind of give you some tools to help manage or some guidance so you can seek further help if, again, if you are dealing with it now or if you really haven't addressed it. From your childhood, if it's some certain things, or even as an adult, that uh, this episode here is really gonna hit the heart. You know, we don't have no tissue here, but I already feel that I'm gonna need it because even listen to some of the things that you mentioned that as a child that I even experienced, you know, and I know that I'm not the only woman, I'm 55 years old, that had experienced like a childhood, maybe molestation or rape too, in my case. So if you don't deal with it and it took a while for me to deal with it and for this topic I can honestly say how it showed up in every relationship that I was in whether it was with a man with a coworker I can see bringing those traumas to my job on certain days I can see even bringing it to church on certain days because I didn't know how to deal with it so I'm glad you brought up Some really tough areas that a lot of us face, whether we are man or whether we are woman. So really listen in and get what you can and seek and don't be don't be afraid. Again, just speaking from have a person that had to deal with some childhood trauma that I was silent for a very long time, and then once I start sought help and once I start speaking on it, that it opened up a lot of doors and relieved a lot of stress and anxiety and made me have even more healthier relationships. And oftentimes, i just speaking from my own experience, that the people that we get involved with, we don't share that. And so they don't know what they're going to get. So imagine being in an abusive relationship, not once, but twice. Imagine being molested or raped, not once, but multiple times. And then you meet the man of your dream or the woman of your dreams, and they're trying to get close to you, but you can't stay in touch. And we talked about one of those physical touch as a, a love language. And what if that's your partner's love language, but it's not yours? A lot of people like to hug, but hugs could be a trigger for some people if you just got raped. So, trauma is hard to deal with, it's, it's, it's tough, and you really gotta be ready. To deal with it because if you're not ready it's more damaging and it is good so hopefully this episode here would put you in a position to get or seek some help so you can be a better you and therefore your community your environment can be better because you are better so I know I took a lot of the space but that just again it's a sensitive topic and I don't mind being transparent if it's going to help someone else. And, and, and it actually helps me because even though I, I know I've dealt with it, that even being able to talk about it a lot more freely, that's how you know you grow. You know, when it was a time where I'm talking to a whole lot of strangers right now, you know, I can't see y'all, but y'all can hear my voice. But I wouldn't write it on paper. You know, I just kept it in my head or I wore it on my face. But as, as a woman, we learn how to put on makeup and we can mask it very well. You know, guys wear different clothes, you know, we dress it up. But when we peel back all of the layers, that trauma is still there and it stinks like an onion, Mm. you know. But so anybody else have any input on like the past trauma? Go ahead, Miss Sasha. She's looking at me like, Miss Tracy, I love you. I know you do, (laughs) Sasha.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And when we think about trauma, also how we show up in our relationship with our kids. A lot of times, women and men, when they've gone through something in their childhood or adulthood, and then they try to push it to the back burner, not address it, but then what are those indirect ways that you're showing up to express to your kids how you love them? Mm -hmm. What is that indirect way of showing up for your kids to show them that, hey, I really care about you, I care about your education, I care about your extracurricular activities, And that in and of itself helps to dictate how your children are going to grow up and be adults and express that emotion and be in relationships. So if you are not able to resolve some of your past trauma and you show up in your parenting style as aggressive and sarcastic, then you are indirectly or directly creating a adult who is also going to be that to another partner in their relationship. And Lord knows we don't need no more (laughs) passive-aggressive, sarcastic, avoidant partners, okay? So please check yourself and make sure you address your own trauma because our kids need to grow up in healthy, functioning relationships.
1: And I'm I'm glad you brought that up because it's like if I fear dogs, all of my children have to fear dogs because I fear dogs. Mm-hmm. And they never get a chance to really like, what if they were supposed to be a veterinarian, you know? <laughs> I, or I already stole that from them because i like, oh, no, it's going to bite you. I'm going to bite you. It's going to bite you or something like that. And we we kind of do it unintentionally, but it is a long-lasting effect. Or And another thing is, being overprotective because of what happened to me mm. it's like you know oh you ain't spending a night at nobody house you ain't going here you've been on uh-uh no 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 because that pattern was the same pattern and then my pattern was a bad you know it ended up kind of rough so we become overprotective or over this or we deny our children you no know, they can't be exposed to certain even activities because the event that happened to me Happened while I was on an after school activity, so my child will do no after school activities. So it is very important though, and we we just stunt their growth, and we don't allow them to be the authentic them because they are living up to like our past hurts and pains and stuff, and we overlook it. And I, I know I did as a as a parent. I didn't I didn't realize it as I was parenting, but as my children got old and I look, you know, you say well. I see a little me over there. I see a little me over there. I'm glad it ain't all of me. And then some of it is good, but the bad part's like, what do you do with that? How do you tell your adult child, like, ooh, I'm sorry, because that was like my fault. You know? That was my stuff. I get That was my stuff. And now you dealing with it different, but I dealt with it. And, and it's really not fair to our children. And I guess, too, that's the questions to parents, like, to really challenge yourself and like, look what part of it that I really like own and maybe next time when they come to me I won't be as bad because yeah if I maybe if I would have started different they wouldn't they would have been able to see because maybe I like close some books for them to read I'm not gonna read that book because mama said no Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so Mm -hmm.
0: or I'm going to be this independent woman who doesn't need anyone or a man or anything I can do it all by myself I can work three jobs I can address my feelings, anything of that. I can be a strong black woman. Whew, that's my stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. And in all actuality, you're closing yourself up, not allowing yourself to be vulnerable. You're not being vulnerable within relationships with others.
1: Whew. So, so how, how is that damaging to, again, is different levels of a relationship. How is that damaging to a marriage? I'm, I'm just going to
2: break it down. How is it damaging to a marriage? So number one, based upon what I'm hearing from you all, people are thinking that they're suppressing the trauma, mm. but they're really not suppressing the sh- trauma. It's coming out, but it's mm-hmm. coming out in negative way. Mm-hmm. So what we utilize in treatment as a hypnosis, hypnotherapist, what we do is we go into the subconscious. So the subconscious is what you utilize a lot when you're sleeping. And we bring those past traumatic experiences to the present in that type of treatment that we utilize. Because what's happening is, is that if people intentionally not deal with it, it comes out in ways where it affects your relationships. As it relates to what Sasha expressed, as it relates to anger. Sarcasm, being very bitter, and now you mentioned
1: like hypnotherapy. You don't you don't hear that term a lot, you know. You hear when I when I hear hypnotist, I'm just thinking like I'm going to a circus or like some show in Las Vegas or something. And I'm gonna be in the audience and like don't pick me. But it's actually used as a, a treatment modality to help address some of these issues. Correct. So it, if I'm if I'm a person that that just, you know, like, uh, I don't want you to put me to sleep and go all up in my head because I don't know what's going to come out. Like, what other ways or techniques or modalities are out there to help address someone that is dealing with trauma that are, that's afraid to, like, seek help? And if, I, if we kind of give them that, well, these are some things that clinicians can use that can help that maybe it won't be as fearful for someone to say, okay, let me take that step and move forward.
0: I would also say just exposure, therapy, so working through some of those past traumas, but then also be willing to work through and communicate those past traumas. And so exposure therapy is just gradually talking about these incidents and these situations over and over again within the safety and comfort of counselor or therapist or person you feel comfortable with in order to desensitize you to some of those triggers that you relate to that stressful experience. So I know for me, as soon... (laughs) Oh, gosh, my family's going to kill me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's just me. It's just me. Everybody got their own thoughts, their own (laughs) views. And your family, this might feel differently because I know Ma's going to be like, you said what? Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) with me, as soon as agreements come up, In my family, it was, okay. we're not going to address this. We're not going to talk about it. You differ from my opinion. I differ from your opinion, especially as a child. It was you go your way. I go my way. And so it was never really addressed. And so as a result, I show up in confrontation, which is not a bad thing, but confrontation as, all right, we're not going to talk about this. I can't talk about this right now. No, ma'am. No. So just gradually exposing yourself over and over again to those hard triggers or those hard situations in order to desensitize you from putting up those walls. Correct. So that's what exposure therapy is. Um, And I like to do a lot of that because we create these narratives in our head that, oh, if something happened negative at, the DMV, then that's why I never go to the DMV and I'm never going to renew my license or I'm just going to avoid it until the police pull me over. <laughs> but it's that we're avoiding the avoidance. Bam. That's mm. yes, avoid it. Yes, avoidance. And so exposure therapy helps to reduce that avoidance and create new stories, new narratives so that we're not constantly fearful of these
2: triggers any longer. So. And really, and also cognitive behavior therapy just really changing the way you look at things. The way you, a different perspective. Yes. Yes. yeah. As she expressed in her conversation just now, just trying to change those distorted thinking patterns that people have.
1: So, 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 so moving forward, if still I'm at the point where I just can't call nobody, what, what other type of things, like, I said, for me, is it having a good support system, or 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 just not saying nothing and wake up every morning, and put on the mask that you've been putting on, and function? Because it has got me this far. Is, is that is that good, or am I looking still to run into some pitfalls down the road? I would say it's, and
0: this is just me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is just me. It will be good for the time being until it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It will be very easy to wake up. It will be very easy to say, I'm going to put this baggage to the side. I'm not going to carry it out the door with me on my way to work. I'm going to put on everything in order to cover it up. It works. It definitely works. Until, bam, until it doesn't. And then you show up angry. You wake up and you're anxious. You wake up and you're dreading getting out of bed. You wake up and You're just irritable with any and everybody. You are stressed with conversations. And so, or you're very short and snappy with your loved ones, including your kids who may just be being kids. (laughs) I told you to take out the trash. I told you five times. They're kids. First of all, they don't want to take out the trash, but how are you showing up for them? Okay. (laughs) So as a result, it's helpful until it's not, until it begins to deteriorate all those relationships around you. And then you're left feeling lonely, isolated, and vulnerable within yourself. So
2: Oof. and also really creating new things in your life, mm-hmm. creating hobbies. Because you're wanting something to that, so you're wanting something to challenge you as you go through the process of healing. Like really finding things that that brings you happiness that are challenging, mm-hmm. that provides growth in conjunction with you healing because you need something to balance the the process mm-hmm. and uh, and as as you expressed before a few minutes ago, support is definitely needed when it comes to healing from your past trauma, finding positive support systems. Maybe people that have experience, experience that you have. Yeah. And that's it because
1: cause trauma, it looks different on everybody, you know. Like I said, you can have a fear of dogs, you know. It can be an abuse, molestation, even witnessing death. It's, it's just so many things that fall in the category of trauma. So it's, it's not appropriate to take value or, or devalue somebody's experience. Be like, oh, you should be better than that. Oh, that sh- you shouldn't. It shouldn't affect you like that. You know, you should be stronger or something. Because you don't, you never know. So, too, if you have friends or family members that you know had went through experience that can can be heart wrenching. You know, like again, like loss, death. It's it's just so much to be more sensitive to that person's experience and wh- wherever they're at at that moment. If they, you know. Can encourage them to, to seek help or or you be that help for them, that voice to help them talk about it. But you, if you are the person, again, you have to be ready to address it. And that can be, for me, I know it could be, that could be traumatic too. Because I remember plenty of opportunities like, okay, I'm going to make my appointment. And I make the appointment. I would not show up. <laughs> I'll make another appointment with another a clinician. I'll go, and then I'll get in there, I'll sign in, and before they call my name, I'm back in my car. Mm. Or I'll go in there, and they ask me questions. I'll give them my name, (laughs) like my social, just like the ability. I'm a POW, you know? Name social, that's it. And just a mm mm-hmm, yeah, mm mm-hmm, no. A therapist can't do nothing with a mm mm-hmm and a no. Mm -hmm. But wherever you are, we're going to meet you where you are until you're ready to... Share, and the more you share, the more the, the closer you get to your, your breakthrough or your coming out so it doesn't affect you. Even now, I know COVID has been a traumatic, like we all can touch and agree on COVID and how that even affect relationships. And where you might have one person that, hey, I'm going out and doing everything. And you have another person that's fearing, like, oh, no, you ain't going nowhere. And then relationships were actually dissolved because they couldn't come in. One person wanted to be more controlling or keeping them in and stuff. So we're in a, a society that like at any second, anything can happen. I think I saw on the news where they were talking about maybe a chemical attack on the U.S. So imagine you out on a date <laughs> and all of a sudden, I don't know if sirens going to go off or something, you know, happen like. How do you get home and now you and your your partner, your mate, your friend, your sister, brother, y'all been in a traumatic event and running. I've been in a tornado one time
2: mm-hmm.
1: on the highway and heard the alarms going. I was on my way to Mississippi, man, and that, never thought I would actually be living that and had to get out, go in the gas station. With strangers, but it was a situational relationship. (laughs) And we all (laughs) fell in love in that moment. And, you know, my military sense kicked in and I'm directing people, look, freezer over there, go over there, people just listening. But then after it, when me and my family talked about it, it was like, who that was scary? So we all had our own like narrative of it. And then by the time we came back home, we changed our narrative. Like rain, we knew what to do. If it's something, then we would start doing something else. So this this is just something right here, y'all. I know we we started like how to past relationships, and we just got stuck on trauma. But trauma is a past relationship because some of us are married to, some of us are dating, or we are in a relationship with our past trauma, and we are we won't let it go, mm-hmm. and it'll be hard for us to move on and have healthy relationships, whether it's with a romantic, again with our children family members or friends, co-workers, because we are still in a relationship with trauma. And that's not that's associated with pain. And how do you want to operate painfully every day? I don't think so.
0: Thank you for bringing that back, Ms. Tracy. That absolutely is that we no longer want to be in relationships with our past trauma. And I think that's where we're trying to hit on with this is that In order to show up in your relationships now and be happy and healthy, you have to make sure that you check that past trauma, that past relationship, because the person I'm with now could be completely different from the person that I was having a relationship or a situationship with. But I know someone recently told me, Sasha, I'm not against you. I'm with you. So you don't have to be defensive. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And it checked me. It checked me a lot. Like, wow, you're right. Okay, let me take a minute because my previous stuff was showing up and it was deteriorating the communication that was trying to be had in
1: the present. So so what's your take on if I was in a relationship and whether it was a month, two years or whatever, and it just, we just broke up. How soon should I be jumping into another relationship? It depends on. Well, now that was dramatic. Let me give you some more details. It was a, an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Right there, abuse. And I finally, I, I got out. Here it is, a month later. may have two weeks. Somebody hit me up. <laughs> and it's like, hello, hello. It was like, oh, I don't like being lonely because I was with this dude, you know, for a minute. And here I am about to start another relationship. But
0: some team go with the flow. And when I say that, I'm talking as a professional helping someone work through what they're experiencing. Okay. So I'm not going to sit here and lecture anyone about, way well, you need to take your time. You need mm-hmm. to figure yourself out. Because in all actuality, we are controllers of our own journey. And so when I work with people, I... Go with them through that journey. Okay. So if you are adamant about jumping into another relationship, okay, okay. Let's see where it goes and let's address the shortfalls or the pitfalls as they show up. Because nine times out of 10, I'm going to relate it back to some of the previous stuff that you've been experiencing. Mm -hmm. But we also have to be realistic. We are all human beings. We all want that attention. We all want that physical touch, that intimacy, like we talked about before. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely, we may want to. Replace one relationship or situationship with another. Absolutely. But the difference is how you receive that feedback about where you can do things differently. So if you want to jump into a relationship within the next two weeks, that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> but just be willing to have some of those conversations and address some of that past hurt and pain that you may be taking into your new relationship. That's where we fall short as People, we don't want to acknowledge that some of that past stuff that you've been holding on to mm-hmm. is showing up right now. Mm-hmm. And then when we keep our earmuffs on and try to ignore it,
2: that's when we have issues. That's when the issues come up. So, for regarding me in therapy with consumers, I do assist them with bringing closure to that relationship. But as Sasha said, said you know, reflect them back on. The past experiences regarding that relationship, but also developing new experiences, you definitely need that balance, okay. but really try to reflect back on what went wrong. you know what what role did you play as it relates to things that have happened within the relationship? because what we want to do is bring closure to those situations so they won't show up in the new relationship because what we do at times is In previous relationships, when they do not go well, we, as we said earlier, we take those same behaviors into new relationships with different people. Mm -hmm. So that's something that, you know, we want to be mindful of. So yes, we do want you to have new experiences. But in conjunction with that, let's try to bring closure to the past relationship. Because I tell consumers, it would be very difficult for us to, just focus on closure on the past relationship and not seeking anything new
1: mm-hmm. yeah so I'm, I'm alongside, with like both of y'all like I believe in like you get to you own your narrative you get to change yes. your narrative and in that in that closure also comes growth so you don't just you don't just close the book you got you have to learn something from that yeah so you don't bring it into this new experience and that if if you do get out of one and you write back into another one, That along that journey, that the talk is going to be a different talk because whatever you whatever you learned or didn't like from there, it's not you. It's not an option. You have no option because you're going to change that narrative and that growth that you got on. You should be taking your partner along your growth journey with you, and your partner. That's the type of conversation with that communication work going to come back in. (laughs) That you have those conversations. I like early. I like early. But most of the time when you when people come in, they're already in a relationship. You know, they've been in there for a while. So if you hadn't had them, you know what? This is a time we're going to talk about it. Because mm-hmm. the good, the bad, and the ugly, they all deserve a conversation. Yeah. And you get to change that narrative. The good can be better. The bad can be good. And the ugly can be beautiful. Because and you get to make that.
2: Because this is your story, your story, mm-hmm. this with is yours. with
1: trauma, past trauma. Yes, you still get to change your story. That's right. It's the past, the past, not the present, and that's what we're supposed, we're here today. Present yeah. that past stuff is back there. We just can't let the weight of
2: the past can't weigh us down. Mm. Past trauma shows up
1: everybody's relationship. How do you manage it? How do you address it? Do you sweep it under the rug or do you let your past become your present? I don't know what type of questions we're going to get when we get this call in for this episode right here. But again, we're going to talk some more about this because I know, especially during this time, that trauma and if, if we can just help one to get that hope. That one is going to help another one, and that and that's what just me is all about. You know, we giving you opportunity to share your experiences so others can learn and grow. We're here to share ours, give you some tools to help you manage. We are hoping, like say, if you need additional help, that there's agencies out there. We'll have some agencies and stuff provided on our website and podcast stuff to um, help you. And again. We encourage you to join and sign in. Ms. Smith over here, we in church got a finger up, so I'm let her go on and give it up. Yes.
2: <laughs> so before this podcast, I was reflecting on a poem that I had read by Jim Roberts. Jim Roberts, it says, The greatest gift you can give somebody is your own personal development. I used to say if you would take care of me. I will take care of you. Now I would say, I would take care of me for you if you take care of you for me. So Drop the mic right there. Just drop the (laughs) mic right there.
1: When it's all said, you ain't got to say no more. Wow. That was amazing. That was amazing. That was amazing.
0: So... Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you want further follow-up, please, please, please reach out to us at justmepodcast1 at gmail.com. And we definitely look forward to hearing, seeing, and feeling all of you in our next episode. Thank you and take care of yourself as so that you can take care of one another. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets, and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www.patreon.com backslash Just Me Podcast and the number one. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavioral health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.